we're playing a little air guitar here. A little air guitar. I'm not very good at it. Well, it's a little one. You need a bigger one to play it right. <laughs> I don't know how to play a musical instrument, so well, I don't know the proper technique. Okay, well, just make it bigger next time. <laughs> All right. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. We're glad you're with us today. Um, we have a very special guest uh, in the studio today. In the studio? In the studio. The blanket-covered studio to knock down the echo. Uh, Miss Miss Pam Fields is here. Woohoo! Thanks, guys. I feel really privileged to be in here in the studio <laughs> with the bearded bandits. <laughs> The Bearded Bandit. Pam is here because our question today uh, is for a wife. And I'm not one, but I have one. So I figured it, she might be some help in answering our question of the day. So Pam is here. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, we're going to uh, we'll get into that question here in just a little bit. But we want to remind you to let others know about the All 7 Days podcast. Share it on social media. Support us at all7days.com slash shop. And this is where you send in your questions and we answer them on the show. Uh, so uh, send those in at ask at all7days.com or voicemail or text at 864-660-9473. Uh, go to ask, uh, the ask us link on all7days.com or go to the brand new Facebook All 7 Days Hangout. Yes. The All 7 Days is it the podcast hangout? Now I can't remember. I think it's just the hangout. The hangout. All seven days hangout. And you can continue the conversation for any question that we, uh, we've posted there already. We've already had some great, uh, great continued conversations there. So, again, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us your name, your email, your phone number, and your topic or question. And get your All 7 Days mug at all7days.com slash shop. Yes, you'll enjoy coffee ten times more than... And Any you'll enjoy moment. it all seven days. All seven days. <laughs> Just watch right. it. Hey, the uh, the poll online about paper or electronic when reading your Bible, paper is has taken another step. Uh, it's gone up to now 71% people preferring paper over electronic Bible. And I have, I, I think it's because of what you said about reading an electronic Bible and getting interrupted with alerts and that right. kind of stuff on your phone. I think that was just, that. it was brilliant. It was just brilliant. You know, I have those moments, <laughs> few and far between, but I do have those moments. And every time you have one, you get another gray hair. Another in the gray beard. hair. <laughs> I have a lot of gray hair in my beard. Uh, it's not that much, really. Trust <laughs> me. Uh, I, I will be, uh, just a reminder, I'll be speaking at uh, Resurrection Church in Greer, South Carolina, on April the 14th at 10 a.m., uh, be glad to uh, see and meet you there if you're in the upstate of South Carolina. Uh, let me know you're coming, and we'll be glad to wait for you and introduce ourselves. And, uh, you know, be great to meet. Great yeah, to talk. Meet a celebrity. <laughs> Who's going to be there as a celebrity, Trevor? Who's coming to see me that's oh, a celebrity? That'll be awesome. I don't want to ruin it. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to uh, take a quick break. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. Hey, pastors and church administrators, listen to this. All 7 Days is proud to be partnered with Faith Teams. Faith Teams is a web-based church management software with all the features your church needs and priced so that any church can afford it. It's packed with features including attendance tracking, 
kids check-in, volunteer scheduling, automated guest follow-up, contributions, online giving and text to give, built-in email and text messaging tools, and a whole lot more. Best of all, it's all in one single system at a price that makes sense. They have a free 14-day trial so you can try the entire system before you pay a dime. Keep it in pages $40 a month. That's right, $40 a month for every available feature. Go to all7days.com slash faithteams to learn more and use the links provided for your free 14-day trial. When you sign up, tell them All 7 Days sent you. Faith Teams, the easy and affordable church management software. If you've been wondering where the opening and closing music for the All 7 Days podcast came from, that was all made possible by Westminster Effects. Westminster Effects exists to equip the church musician while highlighting the richness of church history. Explore the smoke-filled ambience of the Spurgeon Hall reverb. Add some meat, or sausage, to your tone with a Zwigly SDD3K, and make every note the raunchiest of solos with the Osteen distortion. Visit WestminsterEffects.com for hand-wired theology sound guitar effects made in South Carolina. Welcome back to the All 7 Days Podcast. This is Stan, and that's Trevor. And that's Pam. Hey, we are back together here in the studio, and our question today is asked by someone who is anonymous. And uh, the question is, my husband is a great man, a wonderful husband and father. He says he's a Christian, but shows very little interest in church or church activities. What is my role as his wife in getting him to come? I want nothing more than to be able to worship as a family. And this is, uh, I think this is probably a more common scenario than we would like to think. Uh, and I say that because I, I'm going to, I'm just going to generalize here and I, I don't know the statistics for sure, but if you go to any church of any size and look around at the congregation that's there on any given Sunday, I would say it's probably a, predominantly women mm -hmm. and probably most of them are married maybe brought their kids but dad is not there so um this this being a predominantly wife driven question that's why pam is here today she's the expert to, she's going to help us being an expert and number one being a wife she is a great wife uh, but she's also married to a husband who's not really that great of a husband and has, not true has well there i've had my moments <laughs> you see all of my beard is my gray. <laughs> so uh but i i have you know i've spent my time away from church as well while married to pam and so she has firsthand knowledge of this so uh pam uh we'll just throw it over to you as to how you would like to start this conversation Give us some pointers for this person as to how she should go about being a wife to this husband and to get him to come to church. Well, I would let me start out by saying what not to do <laughs> because I've been there and I've done it and it doesn't work. And that's nag and cry or guilt your husband into trying to do what you want. And so I just want to put that out there because I don't want to, focus on the negative i want to give you a lot of positives but i want to get that out there and say don't go in that direction that's not the direction we want to go in and it typically does not work i'll second that because it didn't work right um yeah i 
no, it, <laughs> it's not going to work. And uh, honestly, it was when I stopped doing that and just start continued doing what I thought I needed to be doing and um, would invite and that kind of thing, but stopped the nagging, stopped the emotional blackmail, whatever I thought would get him to church. Then that's when, honestly, when I removed myself out it, God started working in it. Okay. All right. So that's the, that's the what not to do. Right. So uh, let's, let's move now into what, what she can do. Okay. I think first, more than anything, is pray for your husband. Mm -hmm. And we have so, so many scriptures about that. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, always be praying for your husband. Always be praying. And we need to be praying for our husband if we have children, family, friends, whatever. But always be praying. And then um, also, uh, I think in that negative, set that aside. If you've been hurt because he hasn't been there, if um, you feel anxious, you don't want to continue dwelling on that. There's a reason that, that we're told to capture every thought. And, and in that, when you do that, you've got to have to lay that at the feet of Jesus and I love uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 16 through 18 tells us to rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus so we have different seasons in our life and you're in a challenging season right now but in that season you can still thank God because there's always things to be thankful for be joyful in it and that'll make a huge difference in setting a tone at home as well. That's good. Where do you go for the positive when you don't see it? When, you, when you're battling the negative thoughts, where do you go to find the positive thoughts? The positive to encourage rather than to, as you said, don't, don't do the nag. But where do, you, where do you go to get the positive? Well, I think you have to go straight to the Word of God. And there's so many scriptures that are encouraging. But one, let me encourage you by saying that the same God who created you, who knit you together, who knows us. I love Psalm 139 because it says that um, he not only knit you together in your mother's womb, he knit your husband together. That he knows us intimately. He's working all things out. He hems us in. So that means he has already gone in the past and he's gone before us. So nothing that we're walking in is what has taken God by surprise. Right. And that's such an encouragement to know that even where you are, you're feeling you're feeling distressed, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling disappointed. God is right there with you in that moment. Mm -hmm. You're not doing that alone. And then go into his word, look for those scriptures that tell you who he is because um, how we feel is only a small part. Our life should be based on who he is. Right. Yeah, I like that. Go ahead, Trevor. I have a question. Um, you know, she, they stated that uh, he's a great man, wonderful husband, father. He's a Christian, but he doesn't have interest in church. And I'm trying to figure out what what's keeping him from going to church. Right. And so... Um, I'm, I'm interested to see if she's asked why maybe there's something that happened in his past right. to where he kind of got hurt by the church. Mm -hmm. Um, is that something that she probably needs to, uh, 
dig deeper with? Or would you say that she should just pray that he kind of eventually wants to go back to church? What do you think, Pam? Is, it, is that something that she should... She probably has this knowledge. I don't know, right. but is you know, what is there a different approach if someone has been hurt and has decided, well, I can't, I can't be in that comp, be in the company of those hypocrites, or you know, mm-hmm. I've been there. I've, I've been hurt by a church and and didn't really want to be there because of things that were said or things that were done, and uh, it, you know, and things things happen like that because they're just people, right? Um, so is there is there a different approach for someone who may have a husband who's just been put off by what's gone on at a particular church and he just doesn't want to be a part of that? I think that's um, first you have to, is she still in the church that was hurtful to him? Right. Or if she's in a new church. But here's the thing. As people here in a fallen world, there's always going to be pain. Sure. And um, just because we all go to church together does not make us exempt from making mistakes. Absolutely. And um, and we've been hurt. Yep. And the thing is, is that um, we have to give mercy and grace just like God's giving mercy and grace to right. us. And now, how if he can get there, I don't know where he is. And I think that is one of the things I wanted to talk about is that he may be weaker in his faith than you are. So he's a Christian, but maybe he's never matured in his faith. And so we have to um, expect expect him to behave like a weaker Christian. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't expect the world to react to situations that are, you know, that a Christian would react to. And and even in a Christian situation, if he's weaker or or young in faith or immature in faith because he hasn't grown, then we can't expect him to have those same responses. Now, how how do you do? I think opening communication, um, having that communication with him, and then, you know, just one, that prayer, and I pray specifically, pray for God to give you wisdom in that situation and how to encourage him and how to, um, and I would say, bring in friends of yours from church that you know he could react and in, enter in, in interact with that maybe would have something in common with Mm -hmm. and outside of a church setting have a cookout Mm -hmm. and have other people let him start seeing your friends from church in a different setting than just church built start building relationships outside of church so that when he comes to church it feels safer yeah i like i really like that i do too i think what helped me um you know i went to church my entire life but i never had conversations with friends outside of church about God. Right. And then as my faith began to grow, I I have talks with friends about Jesus and God and spiritual things that I never imagined that I would do. So I, I agree is bring those people from the church and have those spiritual talks outside of the church. And I right. think that will definitely help with a comfort level right? and you know, he could form a friendship there and then, you know, guys like friendships and seeing their buddies yeah. might draw them into the church. Yeah. Well, right. I met um, a guy at our church. Actually, he's been coming about a month and a half and he was invited to one of the lunch small groups, which is a very non-threatening. He had, he's been out of church nine years mm. of any church. Mm. And so um, he said that that's what kind of drew him back in 
with somebody reaching out in a friendship way instead of inviting him to church, inviting him to lunch. Right. So that's really good. Yeah. And I like what you said too about just getting together. Uh, I, I mean, just popped in my head, you know, get together, you know, play hearts or play, you know, Uno or, you know, bonfire or something. A bonfire in the backyard, a, pit, a fire pit, or just grow some hot dogs or some s'mores or whatever. And just a you know, very non threatening, have some folks over, build some relationships, and from those relationships, have conversations that get deeper and deeper and eventually get maybe to the root issue. You know, I, I right. love that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Um, so is it, is it also, I mean, since this is an anonymous question, we don't know, the, we don't know the person. Uh, is it also, um, should we also look for the approach where, because he says he's a Christian, but doesn't have any interest in church. Is it, is it fair to also not make the assumption that he is a Christian just because you say you are one, just because you say you believe doesn't necessarily, you know, hold water when it comes to having legitimate faith. Right. Is there, is there another approach you might have for that particular thing or would it be very similar? I think it's kind of similar for me. I think it's similar. Um, hopefully their marriage in spite of this situation, this issue is strong in other areas. Right. And so we hope that um, that they can have these conversations and talk about it. But um, he may not even know himself. Right. I mean, we know of someone who is in his 60s who's been in church his entire life who recently made a full commitment. Right. And he said, I just was going out of habit. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, sometimes... Just what you did. You know, yeah, yeah. And so... But praise God, you know, yeah. at 62, I think he made that commitment and was baptized by his son. Yeah. And I love that. I love that, um, you know, and how um, that even though everybody thought he was, mm -hmm. he was very active right. and stuff. So right. um, I, if you can have that conversation and then, you know, in that prayer, I talked about praying for your spouse. Pray specifically. Pray for God to reveal to him if right. he is or not and to put a desire in his heart. And um, pray for, you know, Christian friends to come alongside him. Pray for, you know, people who are faithful to not be like all about church or all about um, only talking about the Bible, but just developing those relationships. And then mm -hmm. um, also, you know, be an encourager to him. And that doesn't mean just always asking, can you go to church? Can you go to church? But instead, hey, I'm praying for you today. Is there something you want me to pray specifically for? I try to ask that. I ask that of our kids. I ask that sometimes of you. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, you know, friends, what do you want me to pray specifically for you today? Sure. And and give him an opportunity to start thinking about that. That's non-threatening. Right. It's not you're not expecting anything from him mm -hmm. except maybe a response. Yeah, an answer to right. what what can you be prayed right. for? And I can't think of anyone who would not appreciate that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really good. Um, any other pieces of advice that you can offer? Well, most women, even Christian women, don't want to hear the word submit. But Ooh, <laughs> now you've done it. But there is, That's a tough word to hear. Well, especially if we don't really understand what it is. Correct. And um, it's not giving him a whip and saying, you're in charge of every aspect of my life and I have to do only what you say it's just respecting his 
role in that family, that mm -hmm. authority role in that family. And um, if it's done right and done well, it one honors God and it's obedient to God. He mm -hmm. tells us specifically in First Peter 3, 1 and 2, to in the same way submit yourselves to our husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, and here you go, if you're not sure your husband's a believer, here's what you can do. Here's a physical action. They may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see purity and reverence of your love. Mm. So you want to win your husband over. Be pure in how you behave and be reverent and of God. And and then really of him too by that submitting right. to your husband. And just to flip that too, I think if it's not that scripture, there's another one that puts it in reverse too. It's It talks about um, how... Basically, any spouse can win with their actions of purity. The non-believing spouse, right? So it's not it's not just wives that can that can do that. It's husbands as well. If you're if anybody's spouse is out there and they seem to be wandering, then the, your approach to that has a significant impact on how they respond to that. What else you got? Well, I love um, the scriptures in James three seventeen and eighteen where it talks about having heavenly wisdom. And who of us does not need that? I mean, in matter, no matter what situation we're in, you're in the workplace, you're in your home or whatever, but I especially think it works well in our home and um, is good advice for us women and husbands and how we would uh, treat one another. It says, heavenly wisdom is pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, and that's that Holy Spirit good fruit. That's not apples and oranges. <laughs> and um, impartial and sincere people with heavenly wisdom are peacemakers who sow in peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So we want our homes to be a place of peace, no chaos, no um, fighting and anger all the time. And so if we're all caught up in he's not going to church and that's what we think about all the time, it's not probably going to be very peaceful. Right. So, but if we if we think about how God how God is really the one who's in control of all this, right. and we it says to trust the Lord your God with all your heart. That does not mean, but your husband is exempt mm -hmm. of this yeah. trust. Yeah. We we lay all of that. Right. It's not it's not your job to win him. Right. And I I, I read this. I don't know. It's probably been a couple of years ago. But don't try to be your spouse's Holy Spirit. Mm. It's, the, it's God's to convict us, to draw us, to right. change us. Right. We're just to encourage. He said, uh, if I'm lifted up, I will draw all men. Right. So our job is to lift up Christ as our most valuable thing in our lives. And that will draw all men, mm -hmm. including your husband. Right. Right. And I love um, when I talk about having a home of peace. Proverbs 21, 9 kind of says it plainly when it says, Better to live on the corner of a rooftop than in a house with a quarrelsome wife. Amen. <laughs> and then in the same chapter, verse 19 says, Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome, quarrelsome and nagging wife. Oh. So ladies, we do not want our husbands to want to seek refuge on the roof of our homes. We want to have that... <laughs> Peaceful, loving, and encouraging home for them.
Could we insert man cave there? Man cave. <laughs> That's what we're in. The studio slash man cave. Studio slash office slash man cave. That's I was right. going to say, I think this wife uh, is on the positive side. She could be on a side that has a husband that doesn't believe. And I think uh, she's more likely to get him to go to church one day compared to if she had a husband that didn't believe at all. I think there would probably be some tension mm -hmm. in that household with a non-believer compared to somebody who claims to be a Christian. Right. And it, it does sound, she's also, sounds like she's also being very honoring. Mm -hmm. So she does call him a great man, wonderful husband and father. So that's, that's, yeah. sounds like she's already on the right side of this. So it's good. Any last uh, parting words for us, Pam? Yeah, I would say um, I talked a lot about uh, being peaceful and all, but part of that I think is a great time to go into how do we love our husbands? And you, you think, why does this attitude and, and love have to do with getting my husband to church? But it's that whole part of being reverent and pure. God says that the way we behave can win over our husband. And, um, and that means win him over to the Lord not just win him over to our way. And um, so that's why it's important is to know how to, to live peacefully, how to love the right way, how to have wisdom. Those all encompass why that's important. And do you have something you want to add? I do, but I'll let, let okay. go ahead. Well, I just um, was going to say that Romans 12, and I, I'm, I'm kind of living in Romans right now, so I, I have a bunch of scriptures from there. I don't know if I'll use them, but... I, Bradley Cox has me living in Romans right now. Um, Romans 12, 9 through 12, tell us love must be sincere. Um, be devoted to one another in love. It tells us to honor one another above ourselves. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And there's that faithful in prayer again. Um, we get that a lot in our scripture is that how important it is to, to lift one another up in prayer. I've got I've got one scripture here I want to uh, to bring out, and I think this applies to um, members of a church. I think it applies to members of small groups. I think it applies to husbands and wives, anyone who's in relationship with other believers. And it's Hebrews uh, three, from verse twelve, um, and I'll just read a little bit here. Hebrews three verse twelve says, "Take care, brothers." So there's a there's an there's an urgency right there, right? Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. So this is this is dire, right? This is a this is a serious matter. He's about to t tell us about that we are to make sure that those around us who who are believers don't have their hearts turned to an unbelieving heart and they fall into evil. And here's how he says to keep that from happening. Exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So that's an, that's an everyday call to be positive, to, uh, to, speak into someone else's life what God wants for them, what God has for them, not not calling them what they are, 
And I'm not saying calling them what they could be or will be, but just encouraging them to keep them from falling away. Uh, it's, it's, it's emphatic here that there is night and day difference in how we relate to each other and what the outcome could be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from, from having an evil, unbelieving heart to be in, being exhorted into a faithful life so that we're not hardened by what sin offers us. And I, I think that's where the wife of a, of a husband who's having a difficult time going to church, that's where a small group member can see someone else's brow furrow and ask them what's up and, and try to encourage them through a difficult situation or where just in a church setting, you might even see your pastor with a, with a, with a sour look on his face or whatever, something, you know, they're dealing with stuff all the time mm-hmm. that you can encourage him with a word and pray for him. And I think that just applies across all of life. What we can do for each other as fellow Christians. Any last words? Well, um, I would say... <laughs> that sounded terrible. <laughs> what would you like for your last meal, ma'am? Last meal. <laughs> I guess we're taking that out. <laughs> no, no, no. no Keeping that on. Um, I would say be sure and give your husband the mercy that God gave you. Oh, yeah, that's good. 2 um, uh, Peter 3, 9 tells us the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises. Some count slowness. See, we count it slow. We right. get impatient about right. it, mm-hmm. but it's patient toward you. He's already given you that patience mm-hmm. in our growth, you know, in, in accepting him and growing us and then not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And so I just encourage you to give your husband that same patience and mercy that God's already given us right. and where you are. And, um, and I know it's hard to be in the place where you want something so badly because you know it's going to be good for him. This is a good thing you want for him. It's not a bad thing. Um, I saw on Instagram on one of the Christian sites I follow, God is with you in the waiting. And she used Psalm 62, 5 and 6. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. And so... In this waiting time, don't get so frustrated that you feel like giving up. I've been there. I actually kind of did give up on Stan a little bit. And thank God, God didn't give up on him. And um, Thanks, honey. <laughs> I didn't give up on our relationship, but I gave up on getting you to church. <laughs> and uh, But that, like I said in the beginning of the program, that's where when I step back and really stop trying to be the Holy Spirit to you mm-hmm. and allow God to work in that. Um that's when your heart became tender. So do you think when you stepped back, that's when it finally happened? Like God was like, all right, you're kind of in the way. Once you kind of... I think it was a lesson for me too. You know, Watch a, watch what I do. Right. And stop trying to push it on your yeah. mm-hmm. your time. The, the comforting part of all of this is that God is in control of it all. He is sovereign. He's going to do what he's going to do. He will, as Romans tells us, he will show mercy on whom he will show mercy. And, you know, we just keep praying. We just keep doing what we're called to do as Christians and, and let God take care of it. 
it's it's not it's like you said it's we are not the holy spirit we are not the convictor we are not the one who's going to save anybody we can't save ourselves much less anybody else that's all god's job and just to you know we we live our life as best we can with his guidance and his uh, and his uh, uh, spirit within us and we let him take care of all that other mm-hmm. uh, that we can't do anyway and i think for us to try to do it ourselves takes glory from him and for us to let him do it through us gives him all the glory and right. that's that's I our agree. goal that's I our agree. goal i would say also just encourage um you as you're in that waiting continue to um grow your own faith don't become stagnant in your faith yeah. while you f- focus so much on Him. Continue in your Bible study. Continue going to church. Continue serving there. Um, continue uh, letting Him see that, that that's important to you without you being pushy about it. Just that it, that it is. It's important. Yeah. And you, com- you continue to grow your own faith in that process. And some marriage counseling we did not too long ago. There was a, it was a, a family that was blending together, and, and she has a son, and, and it's his, his first marriage. And uh, she was asking about how does how does she help her son grow his faith, and I was like, and my my advice to her was grow your own, make sure that he sees how important it is to you that your faith is genuine and that your faith is growing, uh, because there's no you you can't tell someone else to be faithful if you're not, mm-hmm. so. Grow your own faith. Make sure that your top priority is God and their faith in Him. And make sure that that it's not a secret. Right. Yeah. Show it. Show it. All right. Well, thank you, Pam, for joining us today on the podcast. We're calling this the Pamasode. The Pamasode. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Lots of I wisdom. I bet you do. I bet you do. Yes. So thanks, Pam, for for joining us today. This is the All 7 Days podcast. On next week's episode, we're going to talk about when it's time to leave a church. That will be interesting. Usually when the pastor says, go out and serve for the rest of the day, we'll see you next week. <laughs> right after the amen. Right. right? Is that Usually what after amen, we leave. <laughs> Actually, no. We stand around talking ah, for so, about 15 or 20 minutes right. or longer, maybe an hour or so. Usually. Then we go home. Yes, it, but we don't have a six-year-old ready for lunch. Well, that's, true. that's true. That's very true. We actually get out quicker because we have a 54-year-old starving. <laughs> well, thanks for listening today. Remember, your questions and comments are welcome. Hit that uh, Facebook Hangout on All 7 Days Hangout. Uh, give us your questions at askatall7days.com, 864-660-9473. You can leave us a voicemail or text. Give us some support and some love at all7days.com slash shop. Get your All 7 Days mugs. And if possible, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. We would love for you to do that. This is the All 7 Days podcast where the goal is to make you think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. Now go give someone what you value most today. Today.